City again, and it's three, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go, and we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hello and welcome to this first episode of MCW Fancast for this brand new season. Welcome back. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. Well, it's been what's almost felt like the longest summer in history, if you can even call it a summer, as the weather's been absolute pants. But with the World Cup in France all but a distant memory, it is time to look forward to the start of the WSL season. We've seen some big changes at the club across the summer, for Nick Cushion's side and later in the podcast we hear from the OSC in our season review slash preview ahead of our opening fixture against newly promoted Manchester United at the Etihad Stadium on Saturday. Earlier in the week saw the launch of Gary James's new book called Manchester City Women and Oral History. You might remember when we spoke to Gary last season when it was in the early stages of his project which has now come to full fruition. An excellent book and a first of its kind, which is a comprehensive documentation of the history of the women's team from its very humble beginnings back in 1988, when Neil Mather approached Manchester City with an idea to form a team. 30 years on, we're now able to look back on the significance of the time and recognise those involved for the trailblazers that they've now become. We look forward to welcoming Gary back on the podcast soon to discuss the book. But on this week's podcast, we chat to Neil Mather about the book launch and the upcoming derby. and it's our season preview as we look back on last season as well it's good to be back guys thanks for coming welcome did you have a good summer let's just go around and see who's here hi guys it's dave you know me off the podcast from last year yeah had a good summer yeah watched the world cup didn't go watched it on the telly spent a lot of the more recent weeks putting together the uh new osc yearbook which is now available and uh, looking forward to the new season. Hi, it's Jane. Nice to be back for the new season. I've spent most of the season enjoying having a lion on a Sunday, not having to get up for a away game, so that's been enjoyable. Hi, it's uh, Blandy here, uh, the idiot in the stands with the drum, <laughs> which I've upgraded, and hopefully we can get it into the grounds. Over the summer, obviously, I uh, watched some of the World Cup on TV and uh, prepared myself for Pride, which we did. Uh, the weekend. Yeah, it was good. Pride festival, wasn't it? Hi everyone, it's Jude here. Uh, spent the summer five weeks in France doing the World Cup. 14 matches, 10 cities, six and a half thousand miles in the car uh, with, with Kaz. Uh, looking for a new job, which I start tomorrow. Um, and, and Pride. Yeah, it's been a great summer. Dave? Uh, yeah, I'm another Dave. Yeah, it's been a good summer watching the World Cup and watching all the girls play. Other than that, preparing all the badges and things for the key rings for the coming season. Hi, it's Kaz. Um, little same as Jude, we went to the World Cup, um, had a really good time. Uh, just looking forward now to the new season starting. Okay. What did you all make of the, the World Cup? Did you enjoy it? I mean, obviously Kaz, Jude, you were out there. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah. I mean, I was there for the last week uh, out in France. Uh, I've managed to go to the semi-finals and the final The final was incredible uh, to watch two top teams go head to head like they did and uh, fully enjoyed the experience. I mean I've never done the World Cup before so it was amazing to be there, the atmosphere was incredible. Was, yeah. The USA 
one, obviously. <laughs> was it was it going to be anything else really other than the USA? No, I don't think so. The world class aren't they? They just won it again. So don't look as if we didn't be in the semi finals, but we were was. so close as well, we weren't we? Yeah, it's unfortunate. But obviously, looking back on last season now, uh, um, Man City and uh, double winning season. Are you pleased with the team success, Dave? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it was a good season. And, um, Obviously, Arsenal had a very good season and deservedly won the league. We were unbeaten in the league till that last game. We lost late on to them, but they'd already won the title anyway, so really we didn't mind too much. They were a good side. Um, but we finished second Champions League, which I think is a minimum requirement in the league. And then, as you say, both choke, both cups, which was brilliant. We had two great days out, didn't we? Yeah. Sheffield was a fantastic day out. And then, obviously, Wembley, Yeah. And is always good. Wembley is probably always one of the standout fixtures, isn't it, in the, in the calendar for any team that's in the final. But obviously to get us there, to be against West Ham, good result, 3-0 win. In, well, we managed to get the result in the end. It was a bit iffy at the start, <laughs> wasn't it? But uh, it was a great day out for everyone, wasn't it? Very well, West Ham, especially first half. They, you know, I think 3-0 was probably a little bit flattering, but on the day. Because like I say, first half, they could easily have gone in half-time in the lead. But for that save from KB, so it was a good. Well, it was as you say, it was a great day out. I mean, we had a, we had a good time. West Ham and Lauren's goals, though, just yeah. Lauren just come yeah. on, bang! It, yeah. was, it was brilliant. Yeah, mm. brilliant. it was a great so, finish. Hopefully, as well. I mean, towards the end of the season, Lauren Hemp was well involved, and especially in the Arsenal game at the last game of the season, there was a lot of changes to that squad. Um, obviously, we've seen the likes of like Lauren Hemp and, and Pauline Bremer and Becky and involved in that uh, in that game as well. Do you think that will bode well for the start of the season now, looking ahead with the changes that have been made to the squad? I think definitely. I think Lauren Hemp is an absolute amazing player, and it'd be really good to see her develop over the season. And hopefully, with the players that we've got coming in and the ones who have gone out, she'll get a good chance to to shine in the team and get a lot of game time. I think um, Becky has has just shown us how good she is. She's so passionate, and I think. She's uh, great with all the other players and the younger players. Are, you know, she just seems to have that experience. And the, when she went for the penalty, well, what can I say? Yeah, she's just she's settled in really well. Oh, yeah. And she's motivated to encourage yeah. everyone else yeah. as well, which is what I like to see. That's I think for me, um, Tessa, Tessa Wallach this year, mm -hmm. I think she'll come to the forefront this year. She's had a good pre-season yeah, yeah. and she's also doing well in international as well, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. She's certainly got like, you can see that attacking prowess yeah, that she's got yeah. and we've certainly seen a lot of that yeah. within the pre-season. She's, it, I think, like you said, I think she'll be more involved as well this season. There seems to have obviously been, obviously we've lost a lot of players, we've mm. brought in a lot of players. Yeah. And what do you think like Nick's thinking is now in terms of the players that he's brought in? The biggest thing for me is Ellen uh, White keep her fit and she's not, she's not fit now. No. And that's that was like a, ma like a massive heart, <laughs> like a heartbreak yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Hearing obviously like a couple of weeks ago that we've lost like KB and mm. uh, Ellen probably right up until Christmas really yeah. and maybe beyond so that's quite sad given that obviously the excitement around bringing Ellen in following the World Cup as well. Yeah. We've had obviously glimpses of you know Pauline Bremer and, and Janine Becky, Lauren Hemp, you know we're not short of attacking options. No, no, no it's got to be up front, it'll be alright, yeah. we've just got to wait for everybody 
the new ones at the back to separate yeah. and get used to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where obviously we've seen the massive, the biggest changes. Mm. We've obviously yeah. Jenny beats, you know, Stefan and, and Jenny's relationship, you know, so consistent throughout yeah. the season, yeah. and that could be a big loss in terms of obviously giving them time to settle together mm. and, and work their relationship out on the pitch. Yeah, yeah I mean, it looks like he's going to partner Stefan Gemma. Mm -hmm. um, be interesting to see how Eva Mannion fits into that because I think seeing the first game of the ICC, she was struggling a little bit in right back. Yeah. Um, we've got Phil, Phil Dargo, Matilde. Matilde, let's just call her Matilde. We don't know how to pronounce her name at the moment. Um, <laughs> coming in, so we'll see how she thinks. I think she's a bit of an unknown quantity at the moment. Um, see, we've lost Esme on loan to, to Everton as well. Yeah, this um, as well. I think some people thought that she may have come through a bit more this season. Mm -hmm. See, that's not, not to be, so we wish her well for that. Yeah, because uh, she signed a, a, a professional contract, contract, didn't she? And yeah. then about three or four, well, three months later, she's obviously gone out alone. And, and it looked as though, obviously, glimpses of obviously as made towards the end of the season that she was sort of well involved in Nick's yeah. plans for the future of the season. I, th I think she is still involved. I think um, it'll do the world of good. She's going to go to Everton and she's going to play every week. Yeah. That's the thinking behind And that. it's good experience. Whereas at City she might be in and out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, as Nick, as Jude says, sorts out who he wants to play where at the back. We've got quite a new, few new new players. Well, he knows all about Esme and how she plays. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They obviously rate right Esme, they just give her a new contract. So she's obviously in the long-term plans. Yeah. I think a season at Everton where she plays every week in the top division, obviously except when we're replaying because I don't imagine she'll be allowed to play against us, I'm not sure on that rule, um, it's, it's, it can only be good for her. So she'll come back a, a more accomplished player next year, I'm sure. Yeah. So obviously looking back on last season, what are your standout moments from the season? Oh, for me, um, I think it's Lauren yeah, is a standout, as in player-wise. Uh, like Jane says, just, just fantastic. She's going to be something special. Mm -hmm. But standout moment for me is that Conti Cup. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I always get choked up that first Conti Cup, and I couldn't believe I had exactly the same feeling. I don't know if it's because it's a new trophy as yeah. well, but just the, just the coming together as the group as the fans. Mm -hmm. And, and the actual, those taking it in, well, we didn't really want extra time, we didn't want the penalties, no. but going all the way and it was just out of this world. It, it was, was a great... Something special. It was a special game in the fact that, obviously there wasn't a lot of goals in it, but the the fact that we were like toe-to-toe, head-to-head, and it was, you know, we were at each end yeah. all the time, you know, and it could have gone either way. And we literally took it to the wire, obviously, for the penalty shootout. But yeah. there were really like moments in the game where you just never wanted it to finish yeah. because you yeah. just felt that the winning goal was going to come. But the class of everyone that was involved in that game from both sides yeah. was really exceptional. And it showed the true quality of, of how far the league's come and how the improvements of the game that we've seen like throughout the league as well this season. And obviously now looking ahead to this season, you know, how much more competitive it's going to become as well. I want to see the FA push that though, the Conti Cup, because if we can get 40 odd thousand at Wembley for mm -hmm. an FA Cup, we had two and a half thousand, I yeah. think it yeah. was. Yeah. It's, it's shocking, it's absolutely shocking. And that was on a weekend as yeah. well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it was a weekend, so it's not that in the past we've said, oh, it's a midweek game in the mm -hmm. final mm -hmm. things. It was a weekend, there was no reason really that there shouldn't have been another mm. another ten to 15,000 yeah. people at that game. Yeah. Yeah. And we featured the 
biscuit tin or sweet tin. Oh yeah, because you couldn't. <laughs> was it that you couldn't get in with the drums? So we had yeah. you had to make shift with what yeah. we got. And Thank God for cake making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because for me, KB winding the uh, Arsenal players up in the penalty. Oh, yeah. was KB was brilliant yeah. in that penalty shootout. She yeah. owned yeah. that penalty shootout from start to Definitely. finish. She was yeah. not she was not going to be on the losing <laughs> side of that penalty <laughs> shootout. She didn't care what she had to do. Yeah. I think she ended up car. with a booking halfway through it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, to be honest, I was surprised that didn't come earlier in the shootout. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she was outstanding. She was I, think, yeah. I think the connection between again it showed that connection between the players and the fans at the end. You know, when you get to see the, the video, you know, they came over and just that partying, you know, the singing, mm. them singing and, and the crowds, the fans singing. Mm. And then, you know, obviously it was filmed from the other side and we got to see that after how they were across and we were all in the background. Yeah. That was just, just one hell of a buzz. I mean, you did when, is it Roy who does the analyst thing? Yeah. She came down, didn't she, at the end of the game to go on the pitch. She just stopped giving me a big hug and then just carried on again. It's just like, well, you know, it's great. But when you look back on last season and the season before, I mean, we we ended up with nothing to show for the season before. So obviously, to get the silverware, to get something to show for it, you know, and build, and, and we seem to be continuing to build on what the foundations that Nick's created. And he was talking in the media this week about obviously the comings and goings of the team in the summer. And he obviously values the, the core of his team. So he was talking about like Steph Hort and Jill Scott, those players that he's retained, Badley, Kira Walsh, and obviously bringing in uh, new, the new players that he sees for his vision for the next like three to four years. Are you excited by that, given that so many changes have been made? I think it needed to be. Well, there's nothing wrong with freshening the team up anyway. No. But there were certain areas where we needed to get replacement players. Mm -hmm. It was a day, it was the Arsenal game, wasn't it, where we found out that Keats was moving forward. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was obviously a bit devastating given the season that she had and what she contributed to the season. Mm -hmm. Top goal scorer, you know, she'd actually <coughs> found really good form that season. To obviously lose her to Leon at the time was really disappointing yeah, for fans, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was disappointing. I think it's where you should play Lauren off a bit more now. She's young, she's got that spirit, she's got that passion. Mm -hmm. Just give, let her have a go mm -hmm. and see what she can do. Yeah. You always need to freshen up the team. You're always going to have your core yeah. players there. People are going to come and go. You know, it is it is what it is. That's that's football. Um, I think, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Janine Becky. She had a really good World Cup as well. Yeah. We went to one of the Canadian. Canadian yeah. matches didn't he, as well so um, and she's done a really good job she's kind of stepping up now with Christine Sinclair as yeah. she starts to sort of she, she must be retiring soon yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, so yeah we need to see these the, the other players given a go you know a lot of them Janine was out a lot of last season because of international so yeah. she was jet lagged I think for pretty much most of the season um, Paulina's come back from from injury um, you know, we need to see them focusing more. I think I echo what Kaz said about Tessa. I think Tessa should be coming to the forefront more this this season, and and Lauren and Georgia with the youth. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I think one thing we've not mentioned Laura Coombs. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. been a new signing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been speaking to some people at Liverpool and said she held the team together last season. So and Liverpool was going through a massive transition. So I think maybe given the volume of movement we've had, it'd be interesting to see how she fits in. Yeah. Yeah. Laura Coombs, she's had a lot of experience. You know, Chelsea, Liverpool. Yeah. You know, I, I think she was at Arsenal as well, like early, early on. So it, it, it's 
that experience and the mix of youth and experience that Nick has brought in in terms of like moving forward, you know, what would you say City did really well this last season but need to improve on this season? And it, are those the players that can help us get there? It's a tough one. I mean, it is a tough question. It is tough, and I think it's disappointing that we're not a one-woman team by any means. But obviously, not having Ellen White, she's going to be out for a good couple of months by the sound of it. You know, that's that's disappointing. I think she probably would have slotted in where Keats left. So, you know, yeah, we have to look to our existing squad that we've got um, to, to sort of up the ante. And I, I don't see why they can't do it because we've seen the glimpses of it, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of talent there. So it's working that squad. I think one player we, we, we tend to take a little bit for granted, right? Because uh, well, she's been around a long time now, but she's still quite young, is Georgia. Georgia, yeah. yeah. You know, we, we've seen her in the first team basically since she was 16, and she's grown a lot. And if you look at her and you look now, she's almost a shoe for the England team. Um, and she's going to be a major player at City next season, I think, Georgia. I think she's going to yeah. be one of the standout players. Not so much a striker, maybe just behind, what they like to refer to as a number 10 role, don't they, things like that. So I don't think she's been out and out a striker. I think we'll start the season possibly with Janine and Pauline until Ellen's fit. And if they do really well, who knows, they might even keep her out, you know, because they're both... We've not seen the best of Pauline, unfortunately, because of the injury. And then she spent most of last season, you know, solely integrating herself back into it. She played for Leon. she's a top-class striker, she plays for Germany, you know, we've not seen the best of her yet. And that's not her fault, it's just circumstances. So we've, we've got her, we've got Janine who's bedded in, you've got Tessa who's bedded in. So we've got attacking options, really good. Defence, we've got some great players, but some of them are new. And so that's going to possibly take a while just to gel in. Mm-hmm. Are you worried about the time we've had in, in preparation in terms of City's pre-season because of obviously the World Cup and the impact that that's had? Have we had enough time to be able to give these players a chance to adapt and settle in? We could have done without the two international games this week, to be perfectly honest. If yeah. you've got, a, you know, you're getting your squad together pre-season and everything ready, club level, and then suddenly, if you're someone like City and the majority of your squad are, are gone again, that's that's precious time that you could actually use to, to be able to, you know, maybe play a home friendly, which we haven't had the opportunity to have this year. So, on that side, I think, you know, we probably could have done with a little bit more time. Yeah, it's interesting what you said before about Fidalgo. We've not really seen her, don't we? we don't, you know, is she a modest, modern style fullback where she's going to be bombing down the line? You know, we don't really. It's it's hard. I mean, she played in the USA game, didn't she, the other night? And there was it was a was it four 0 defeat? Mm-hmm. She came on as a substitute sixty minutes in. So again, you we don't really get to see her that's, enough of her. So it's to do with a home friendly just to get an idea of the sort of players we've got. You know where they, where they, where Nick sees them slotting in at least to begin with. Uh, but as Jane said, you know these internationals have come a bit of a silly time really, for all teams. I don't. Um, was speaking about this the other week. I don't remember a time where we've had a an international break before the season's even yeah. started. Yeah. And especially with the World Cup as yeah, well. Especially yeah, especially the back of the World Cup. It's yeah. a strange. I mean, I know the qualifiers have got underway for a lot of obviously European sides, but it's just. Yeah, it's, it's just come at the wrong time, just, just shot. There's also, always a break at the end of August. There's always an international break at the yeah. end of August because last season the league started early. Yeah, the Conti um, Cup sort of started early because it was finishing maybe a wee bit early because of the, the World Cup. So, the, But this international break has always been there. Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean it's right, but it's always, it, yeah. it's always yeah. been yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying to Dave um, that uh, 
trying to Google the, the foreign players and, you know, the only one I could really find was Jermaine. And uh, literally, she, if you watch uh, what they've got on her playing, it is so similar to Keats. She, she, she goes down the wing, she's fearless, you know, she goes at the, the players and comes into the box. And because she's bigger stature than, than, than Keats, I think once she's spent some time, you know, in our amazing, you know, academy, mm -hmm. I think that it's going to have to be a really good defender to take her on because she will just go at them. And when you've got someone coming, you're going to have to be on your on your ball as a defender. She, she looks like she's a big, she's, big personality yeah, as well, yeah. like yeah, Keats as well. She looks good. She looks as, and I think she. I like to dance when she joins. Yeah, <laughs> initiation. <laughs> that was quite funny. But she's the only one that <laughs> I can find any sort of play on. Yeah. She does. Actually, we've not mentioned her. She does look to be a bit of a player. Yeah. You know, she looks confident. You watch the clips on YouTube, and you watch her in the World Cup, and I think there was a goal career score where she backheeled and set someone up. She seems very confident. So we've not really mentioned her. So there's another attacking option that we've got. She did impress at the World Cup. We were fortunate to go to one of the South Korea games as well. Okay. So South Korea, Nigeria, I think it was we went to. I can't. That might have been the one with the backheel. I can't. I can't remember, but her and, and G, so from, from Chelsea, they mm. were the standout yeah. two players. I've never seen you look at G as well, and her, yeah. like her. Oh, I've been out of fan of G from day one. Whenever yeah. we played Chelsea, to me, I was into Jane. She's the one that makes good tick. Yeah. She's the player yeah. that we need to watch. Yeah. When she plays well, Chelsea very play quick. well. Yeah. In my she's opinion. so fast on her feet, like Lee. Yeah. It's like fast on her feet, yeah. Very, yeah. very quick. If she's in the same mould as G at Chelsea, then we've got a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Very exciting. And we may as well touch on upon uh, Tyler Solon, Lyland. Great friends with Megan Campbell. She was quite tough to get her on board as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about Tyler, but again, youth there. Um, she's bright. A bright star, so that could bode well. I believe she's very versatile, which is always a good player to have someone that could slip, slip into a number of positions. You know, even if she starts on the bench, you know, you think, oh, you get a knock during a game, you've got someone there, young, willing to learn, willing to fill in. And as you say, Megan speaks very highly of her, so that's a good recommendation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like getting Megan back as like a new player as well, well yeah, because yeah. Yeah. you know she's looking forward to the season. Not much yeah. involved last season, obviously coming back from that horrific injury. So that's that's good for us as well. Well, Megan was at the men's game yesterday promoting the derby for next week. She was on the pitch with Janine, and she was she looked to be absolutely buzzing. Yeah. She looked to be really up for it. And as you say, she's basically had to miss another year again, hasn't she? So she must be raring to go. Mm -hmm. And she's, I mean, with Megan, everyone always focuses, oh, she's got a long throw, blah, blah, blah. She's a really good defender, Megan. Yeah. She's a great player. And I think that sometimes gets a little bit overlooked. And people have forgot about her because she hasn't been around. Yeah. Brilliant left foot. Yeah. yeah. If you remember the cup Best final in 17, that, that yeah, ball yeah, in yeah. to, was it Car the one yeah. Carly Lloyd had? Yeah. Yeah. What a ball that was. It was something yeah. like Kevin De Bruyne at that. Yeah. You know, and people forget that about her. She's a quality player. Yeah. So as you say, I mean, it's like another new player. So this is like a really difficult question now. I'm trying to put you on the spot, but for City last season, what did you feel that you know the team did really well, and and what do you think the team really needs to improve on and build on heading into next season? Um, I think we scored a lot of goals, but I think <coughs> the amount of chances and creative play that we made, we should have scored more. I think yeah. there are times where you think. Yeah, you know, we're quite an attacking force, we pass it well, we, we should have scored more goals. Too many draws, too many draws. Yeah, yeah. 
Bristol yeah. stand out. Well, yeah, that's it. There was the draw against. I think there was two draws against Bristol. Yeah, 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 yeah two yeah. draws against yeah. Bristol. Yeah. Um, it's like with Keats. I mean, she, she misses more than most players miss more than she scores, but if he'd have scored half of the ones she missed, she'd have been Yeah, yeah that's it. So I think, you know, while you look at City and you think, oh, they're quite good and they score where a lot of goals, I think we should have scored more. Yeah. With Keats, it was, it was more in those one-on-one yeah. situations, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, frustratingly, you know, where you think, Scott, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay. If she no, doesn't have to think, she'll score. If she yeah. gets that, just yeah. hesitation in front of goal, yeah. it's like the yeah. majority of times she'll just yeah. kick it out the keeper. Yeah, yeah. I found last season though we were too much of this a game of two halves. Yeah, yeah. one half we play well, yeah. and the next half it was like no. <laughs> For me, when I when I look back on it, I feel almost as though we don't start well enough. You know, that we don't, yeah, I mean, look, if you look at the Yeovil game, they came out really early, they got the really early goal. Yes, we came back in the game, but we made it really hard for ourselves. And that's what City, for me, did a lot of. They make it really hard and we're not as in control of the game as what we should be. And though we can fight to the end and, and get something out of it, you know, it's just coming out that bit earlier with that bit of confidence and just... Going straight at it, that's for me. I'd like to see more of next season from City. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you've got that spot on, Blandy. It's a game of two halves. Yes. Yeah. And then flipping that round, the key one for me was the Chelsea game at home. Yeah, we did, we came out and we were absolutely flying. Yeah. We were 2 0 up. Yeah. And yeah. we ended up 2 all, <coughs> which was the complete opposite of, of the previous season where Chelsea came out flying and they yeah. were 2 0 up and then we brought it 2 back. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we've got to take those chances and it's you've got to find know, that cliche consistent. but clinical. Yeah, yeah you've got to find a consistency level. If you look at when Arsenal came out before Christmas, unbeaten, top of the league, we played them up the pitch that day yeah. and we beat them two now. I'd say that's probably our best. That 90 minutes that day was probably our best and they were lucky to get away with a 2 0 defeat. Um, again, at Chelsea away in the Conti Cup semi final, how well we handled that and played well for 90 yeah. minutes. It's about putting the 90 minutes in against the big teams. Yeah. Um, and as, as I've said, taking chances against smaller teams uh, and putting them away. I think Nick mentioned it a number of times in his press conference that they've got to be more clinical up front. Yeah. Bristol being prime example twice. Could have won both those games. Um, if we have won both those games, who knows? Could have won the league. It's that simple, isn't it? It's, you know, it's, it's not a big league. You don't have as many fixtures as, say, the men have to put right your mistakes. You've got to make it count. So you've got to, yeah. You know, the team that wins the league doesn't lose many games usually. Yeah. So you can't afford too many mistakes. There's not too many second chances. You've got well, to, we drew too many last season. You've got to yeah. hit the ground running. It was the draws that had the biggest yeah. impact. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, draws in this league are not, not a good thing sometimes if you're going for the title. So, in terms of obviously looking ahead then to the season, um, how I'm just going to go around everyone and just where do you think City will finish next season? Right, well, if you're asking me now who I think favourites are for the title, my personal favourites would I would tip Chelsea to win it simply because they're not in Europe. She's got a very strong, experienced squad who she manages to keep happy even when they're not playing, which is a mystery to a lot of people, but she does. Yeah. So um, Chelsea would be my favourites. That doesn't mean I think they'll win it, but if you ask me to fix one now, yes, I'd, I'd say they're favourites. City, yeah, certainly we'll be challenging for the title, but as you say, we've got to hit a consistency level and stay there. If we do that, there's no reason why we can't win it. Um, 
Well, I'll just let my heart room ahead. I want City, League, two cups and a Champions League. There we go. <laughs> Sorted. No one, no one else needs to go to turn up. You're not being right. That's at the minimum, yeah? <laughs> that, that is my minimum requirement. Uh, on a more serious note, I think it's got to be challenging for the league. The league will be tough again this year. Like Dave said, Chelsea are going to be really up for it. Arsenal are going to be up for it as well. There's us three plus other teams who are going to fancy themselves. You know, there's only two Champions League spots. Mm. So I think a minimum requirement has to be the Champions League. It has to be aiming for that Champions League place. And I think the defence of the Cups is important as well. You know, we know how, what great days we had out last season, winning those two trophies and what a boost it gives to the team. So I think really going for them and doing better in the Champions League you know let's get past the first round I think round. Nick Nick as well mentioned that in the week about no team has retained trophies no one's retained the lead no one's retained the cups so he wants to retain those cups and win the league yeah. <laughs> you know? and, with, and with Nick can win yeah. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and win the league yeah. Liverpool was the last one to do it back to back WSLs thanks to us Liverpool yeah. 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 aim high it doesn't do any harm to aim high that you've got to go for everything, otherwise yeah. it's not yeah. I'd love to see him get to the Champions League final. Yeah. That's what I'd love this season. Mm. Yeah. 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 Last 32, last 32, round of 32, obviously got knocked out to Atletico Madrid. Good away tie, because we got the away goal heading into obviously the home leg and obviously got the advantage, but you know we lost that 2-0 so we basically threw it away, but Atletico were the really good side on the day, weren't they? Well I think they've been Spanish champions for the last three years, so you know the fact that they were unseeded in the draw. Yeah. Whoever whoever had them, it was going to be a tough, yeah. a tough yeah. game. You always get those teams yeah. in the unseeded pot that you think they're the ones to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. And so that year, it was last year. Yeah, yeah. And you'd, so if you were looking at that, you'd think, well, Arsenal are the team you want to avoid out of that unseeded yeah. pot. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's unfortunate. Whoever gets them, there's a there's a good team going out. Mm-hmm. That's, it. That's it. I mean, we went to the away leg and you know, we conceded, didn't we? The last last dying yeah moments of the game. The game yeah. But obviously the home leg didn't go our way at all. Um, but yeah, definitely we need to, we need to be doing much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've, we've got to the semi final the last two previous yeah. years. We know that we can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just taking that. You know, somebody's got to knock Leon off the <laughs> off of the pedestal. I actually point. don't mind who it is. I'd just like to see it happen <laughs> at this point. I think yeah. with their changes, I think we'll see something different. I can see them getting knocked off. I can see them maybe getting to the semi final. They've still look, they've better. still looked good though, haven't they? Yeah, they've like, still got the good players, but I think because they bring different people in, the are they going to play them? I think the landscape will change over the next few years. You've got Barcelona investing heavily now, Real Madrid coming into it. Yeah. They're not in it for forming these teams. They're going to take it seriously. Yeah. Teams have got players around. Yeah, We've but that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at Chelsea last Chelsea, season. Yeah. yeah, in their semi-final. I mean, they gave them a Chelsea game. gave them a game. We've given games. Yeah. We beat them at their own yeah. ground. Well, we're still the last know. team to have beaten Lyon in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. Okay, over two legs, it, it didn't work out. Yeah. We're yeah. still yeah. the last team to have They are beatable, but they're yeah. obviously, obviously, <laughs> look at the players, they're a great yeah. side. Yeah. So you've got to be on your game, haven't you? Yeah. Top goal scorer then for City next season. Obviously, losing Keats now, who's going to be 
scoring them goals for us this season. George, I would have said Ella. <laughs> I think I've gone. He could have done a unanimous speed start. So really, if we leave Ellen out of it because we're not sure when she's going to well, back at what I said yeah, earlier, I think Georgia could be a big player. I'd let her take the penalties. Uh, I think she can score from the position she's in, so I'll go for Georgia. I think Pauline Bremer's going to have a big season this year. I think I really she's, so. she's back yeah. from injury. I think she'd be really keen to to show everybody, you know, why she came and and what she's got in a locker. I think Pauline's going to score a lot of goals. Yeah. It's everyone's given us different names. That's quite a good thing for me because I just think yeah, we on yeah one. you're not yeah. relying on one yeah. person and we have seen obviously at last season that you know we've not just not necessarily got one or two goal scorers you know we've got three you know you yeah. can look at Kira Walsh you know the FA Cup final yeah that, 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 was, that, that was that was that was like a Maguero moment wasn't it? it was <laughs> saying, no 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 it was a yeah, very very special moment yeah. that goal. I mean, especially I mean how that felt for her getting the old thing all at Wembley yeah, Stadium. Yeah. Lauren Hemp, such a young person, you know, to come in and just that moment, such a beautiful dink yeah, over yeah. the keeper, you know, as well yeah. as to get the finish. Yeah. Amazing moment. Just shows the confidence she has. Yeah. St Stanway and Hemp, if they can keep them in the play and grow together, oh my God, it's going to be just fantastic. I think. Yeah. Caroline Weir with the most assists. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Caroline. Sorry. We're just no. sorry. We're not taking you two for granted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. You've got Ellie Not spoke about Ella. Ellie, I mean, people. yeah. I mean, it's a good job, isn't it? Yeah. How? Um, how? <laughs> we'll one, one, yeah, we'll <laughs> how unbelievable was she in the preseason? Yeah. In yeah. North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it was it was bad enough that defensively we weren't. You know, they were able yeah. to get them shots off in the first yeah. place, but the, the fact that she, she you know, saves. just made some of them incredible yeah. saves yeah. and, you know, it just will massively boost her confidence because yeah. Yeah. now she knows she's going to be the starting keeper yeah. for, for City. I think she's always been confident. Yeah. Well, hugely, yeah. 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 Well, she you played know. more games than KB last year. Yeah. 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 So it's. Yeah, we are, we are looking. So, do you. Two obviously, Nick has mentioned about they're actively looking for another keeper to bring in. It really needs to happen, doesn't it? It does. I think there's a rumour, um, I can't remember the, the name, but of a French goalkeeper coming. To be honest, it's you're not going to get a top class goalkeeper coming because they know as soon as KB's the fit, yeah. they have their yeah. choice. So, you're either looking for somebody who is towards the end of the career yeah. and is just quite happy to come along, mm. play, train, you know, knows that the, over the season they're probably not going to take part that much. Or you're looking for a younger goalkeeper mm. who's happy to kind of get the experience and, yeah. and do that. So, I mean... I believe the transfer window's open until this Thursday. This yes. coming Thursday, two days before the start of the season. So, maybe you might see us make a signing before then. Yeah. I think the, the, the rumour, sort of, sort of seen a few bits, it, and, and apologies for pronunciation, it's Karima Benamur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She like played that, from yeah. Paris. She's just left Paris, not PSG. She has played for PSG, yeah. but she's just left Paris. I was doing some Twitter stalking yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, she, and I may be completely wrong, but she finished Paris in June, I think. Um, she's a 30-year-old keeper. Um, so... I, I, that's, and that's all I know about her. Mm -hmm. that's um, the sort I think she's of played for the French national squad as well. Yeah. So, so she's unattached, yeah. club-wise, 
So yeah, that's the sort of thing that we might look at. Because you do need another goal, you can't go with just yeah. one experienced goal, they wouldn't have thought, because obviously you need one on the bench. And You'd be drawing so. lots, wouldn't you, as to who's going in next? Yeah. So hopefully yeah. Phil Neville will keep Ellie wrapped up in kid gloves for Norway. Yeah, yeah just don't. Mm. Uh, no, don't yeah. I'm sure yeah. Ellie will want to play, but I yeah. don't want her to play. Yeah. Don't want any city players to Yeah. In fact, yeah, just give them all the day off. <laughs> <laughs> I think that England game, last one, um, Steph looked really tired. Yeah. To me, really jaded and tired. It's because she was covering for everybody. Yeah, all over. Yeah. 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 She made a few mistakes, mistakes, mistakes that she mistakes. never normally makes. That, that's fine, just make them for England, don't make them for exactly. City yeah. when you come yeah. back next week. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't get too tired. Yeah, that's it. It's a friendly, and there are players, you know, he does like to try things out and play people in a number of different positions yeah. and do different things, which is, I suppose, what friendlies are for. Yeah. So When you when you look at Steph Summer, though, it's been quite tiring, yeah. really. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jill Scott's had a break. You know, she's had that bit of recovery because she didn't get called yeah. up. You know, Steph has probably played a lot right, of minutes. Yeah. After yeah. A, and we all know what she, you know, last season she played pretty much every it's, game. It's, it's so. the game Steph wants to play, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's it, yeah. She's that type of player, so... She's not yeah. had a break, has she, right? Through all last season and now straight through the summer. Mm. So, but, you know, that's Steph, isn't it? Yeah. She's always there. Mm. So, who do you think surprise player will be? So, are we going to be looking at one of the new players that have come in this season? Or do you think it's going to be one of our youngsters that's going to establish themselves and have, by having a great season this season? Kaz mentioned before about Tessa Wooler. Mm. I think we at City haven't seen the best of her no. yet. And from what I've seen of her this pre-season, she, she looks to really be on form, yeah. so I think she could come and take a good hold on the league this season and, and play really well. Yeah. It's a prime one, might be the, uh, she called Lee, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I agree with Daisy. Right. Yeah. We don't know much about her, so she yeah. could be a smash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go for Lee. Yeah, yeah. From what you've seen on YouTube and what have you, yeah. Yeah. she can do that over here for us. Yeah. So we're going to have to talk about the diver then. First game of the season. I'm off. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for having Thanks for having We've had our day off. <laughs> I can't ignore the fact that obviously it's going to be a massive game at the Etihad Stadium on Saturday. Um, looking ahead now to the weekend and the build-up is well underway now and it's hyping up a little bit. How are you feeling looking ahead to the weekend? I'm confident. I'm confident we can beat them. No, I've got no worries in that sense. Obviously, you know, it's a derby so that brings a lot of Emotion with it, and a lot of, a lot of history of you know City United, yeah. but kind of on the pitch, I'm quite confident that we are definitely a better team than then, and we can definitely win. Obviously, with it being Derby Day, anything can happen. I got that nervous sort of twitch, but it's that one where I'm nervous to the point that I think we're gonna romp it. I think they they they've put them hype themselves up. And now they're starting to calm down about the hype. And I think it's because they know that they're going to be up against a great City team. I have to say it's been great the way that the, the fans, City fans, have rallied. The, the, you know, the Man City women fans have rallied the City fans to come along, which is going to make it special. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great crowd. And mm-hmm. I think and on hopefully the day, a record-breaking crowd as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, you know, the fans will show the players that, you know how special they are, and, and the girls have always never let, well, they've never really let us down, have they? So they'll they'll come out and they'll want to show everyone that um, this is our ground, 
and we're going to show that other team where to take a little walk along the roadway. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as easy as what people think. Um, what, nervous, so? excited, the derby. Yeah. I think United are going to come at us. Oh yeah, they will. They will. Yeah. And but they are technically still a second division team. Yeah, yeah. But there's some good players. At least they seem to think they're going to. Yeah, romp yeah. the league. Yeah, for a few surprises. Yeah, hopefully yeah. starting yeah. something. Yeah, I think hopefully. I think the thing is like what we learnt last season, season um, is that we can't underestimate anybody. any anybody no, in this no, league. You, yeah. you know, even you know on paper you think, oh, you know, Yeovil. I mean, yeah. well, again, yeah. we mentioned yeah. before, look at what Yeovil did, look yeah. at what yeah. Bristol's done. You yeah. know, and you know Liverpool are looking good uh, this season for me. Well, uh, if you let teams play against you, they yeah. will up their game on that day. Mm -hmm. So you've got to you know, treat everybody with respect. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think when you look at our squad as well, we've got so many internationals, they're used to playing in front of stadiums yeah. with, with mm -hmm. big crowds. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So big potentially that, that's an advantage and yeah. hopefully the occasion won't get to them. Yeah. As, as much as maybe the other team do, but I'm going three 0 win City all the way. Yeah. Oh, that was my prediction as well. Hearing, right hearing Nick speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hearing Nick speak in the week, he wasn't. It wasn't about the occasion. It was just about putting a good performance in yeah. that'll make hopefully the fans that are attending the game, maybe if it's their first game, yeah. to come again mm -hmm. because they enjoyed it as a spectator uh, sport and that. that you know, it it just wants to to get them back in to to build the crowds, to build the atmosphere and, yeah. and things like that. So hopefully, that atmosphere will be there on the day, as I'm sure it will be. I'm like really looking forward to it. But in terms of putting the performances, I don't think it's going to be a situation where the occasion is going to get let, let it get to them, sort of thing, like we saw at Wembley, where you know we couldn't get into it in the first half, sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I think they'll just be up for it, and I think it's just going to be a great game of football. I think, yeah, I think you got a good point. And I think in the dressing room beforehand, I think Nick's got to get through to the players that it is just a league game. Yeah, it's yeah. three points. It's important. It's the first game. We want to hit the ground running. We want three points. Yeah. You know, it's not. It is an occasion. It's an occasion for us. It's an occasion for the fans. Obviously, any derby is an occasion for a fan, but. It's a league game, there's three points at stake yeah. and they've got to be professional about that. Mm. Not play the occasion, play the game. Yeah. On paper, yes, we've got a better team. But, you know, football's not played on paper, as we all know that. So, you've got to turn up and you've got to win. Yeah. And I think Nick will be drumming that in. Yes, they'll do all the hype this week, that's fine. I don't mind all that, but on the day, I think Nick knows well enough. As you yeah. say, we've played big games, we've got big international players. Players like Steph and Jill, yeah. you know, they, they will faced by it they, they've been there a thousand times mm -hmm. and that's that's priceless in the dressing room for young players I think yeah players like that so what are your expectations from the game do you think it's just gonna be all city no. or do you think like has they're gonna oh, no, 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 no. I, think, I think they they've got nothing to lose United after no. you know they're not gonna be favorites we're gonna be favorites so United will come and have a go I'm sure they will be play football they're not gonna be defensive they're gonna come and have a go at us I think so you know, we need to play. We need to play our game, not worry about them. A bit like the men do, you know, just play their own game, mm. stick to the game plan. If we play well, if we play as well as we know we can play, like Arsenal at home last season, things like that, we should win the game. And I'm sure Nick will be drumming that in. But, you know, it's a game of football and a lot of factors can come into play, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think from the attendance as well, it's going to be, if we get... I don't know, 20,000 say, coming along. How do we get them to come back? 
because I think the key difference between the, the Manchester derby and the Chelsea Spurs game mm -hmm. is the fact that the Chelsea tickets are free. Mm -hmm. So those tickets are just being given out. Yeah. Whereas these people are actually paying to come to see the game, so yeah. free for kids. But so it's actually people willing to put money in the pocket to go and watch the game. So yeah. you know, City need to make sure that they tap into that yeah. and get them to be then go into the academy because we want to be seeing the academy full. Yeah. You know, consistently we need to be getting that that stadium full. So how do you feel about it being hosted at the Etihad Stadium? I said in order in order to make it worthwhile, you've got to look at getting about ten thousand people in there mm -hmm. because you are giving up the advantage of having the game in your home stadium mm -hmm. so even though it's the same campus and it's the same you know and everyone's excited about the Etihad our players play at the academy that's mm -hmm. their home stadium so to make it worthwhile I said you have to look at getting over 10,000 as it seems now I mean apparently there's um, we've sold around 19,000 tickets I've heard so from that side the club would say it was a massive success and obviously there's there's plenty of people going along more than more people than would have been able to go if it was at the academy so that could only be good to kind of showcase the team and like Jude says, to get more people to want to come back and to want to come and watch them every week. But in terms of growing the game, it's very positive steps forward. Like you said, we've seen, obviously, Chelsea hosting their match at Stamford Bridge. Do you think we're going to see a lot more of this this season? West Ham have done it, haven't they? Yeah, West Ham are doing it. Sunderland did it as well the other day. They played in the stadium alike. I think that was more because something... Was there a fire or something? I, I think it was an order murder. I didn't think there was quite short sure notice for that very, We can't play here, so we've got to play somewhere else. Oh, well. stadium alike, which is still great. And yeah. Yeah, It was Newcastle as well, so a nice, you know, Tyneside derby. The, the debate Liverpool is, are talking about doing it as well at some point. The debate is, do you play in a full, for us, for City here this is, do we play in a full 7,000 full academy stadium, where obviously that would be a great atmosphere. And it is, when that academy stadium is full, yeah. it is yeah. brilliant. That's the, it? that's the aim for oh, me, rather yeah, than, yeah. I don't mind the odd showpiece game at the Etihad, it's yeah, great to throw the game, game. That's, if we get 19,000 that's brilliant, yeah. but as Jude said, we need a percentage of that 19,000 to come to the next game at the academy stadium and grow, and the, the, the target for City, surely, and, and Gavin and people in charge at City, is to fill that academy stadium regularly. If you could get an average crowd of say over 5,000 going in that academy stadium, mm -hmm. that would be a buzzing place to play for everybody. The away fans could have a section, it, the atmosphere would be great. Yes, you can have your showcase games if they help, but the long term for me is to fill that place. If we then fill in that place on a regular basis and it becomes too small in the future, because women's football grows and grows and grows, we can, we've got the Etihad and I'm sure the other teams look at it the same way. Mm -hmm. We're lucky here because we've got the Etihad right next door to the academy. Some yeah. teams don't play mm -hmm. and they have to take into account that we play at another team's ground. You know, for, you know, like for instance Birmingham, they share at Solly Hall, so they've got to tie up their fixtures with their landlord sort of thing and it's difficult to accept that. Um, we're lucky because we're in the position we're in. But, you know, we need to take advantage of that position and fill the academy stadium on a regular basis, which might take longer than some people like it to take. I think it's just building that grassroots as well. There's such a big focus on the national team and WSL, whereas anything sort of championship and below, quite often it's felt like, okay, if a team has to fold or drop down two divisions, mm, that's okay because it's for the good of the game overall. Um, and through the summer you've seen so many teams fold in the lower leagues yeah. and I think that must be quite demoralising. So it's just really getting you know, the Wildcats out there and the local FAs and, and really trying to build it because they are the future. 
you know, so if you've got them coming along and trying to avoid clashes, so some of these kids can actually go and watch the games, then that's how you'd start to build it. And there will be obviously a lot of people that have been inspired from obviously England in the World Cup and obviously the summer of football that we've seen. You know, hopefully again that will add to the attendances and help as well. It did, didn't it, after the World Cup in Canada? Yeah, yeah the yeah. first game back, I can't remember who it was now, but I think it was first Birmingham, game back, yeah. it was a, it was a it was, pretty was decent pretty decent game crowd there as well. Yeah, but we didn't seem to build on that. No. I don't mean City, I mean, you know, women's football as a whole in this country didn't seem to build on that bounce effect and we need to build on it. This is a good start, playing these games in, in men's stadiums, getting big crowds. It'd be interesting to see, as Jude says, what Chelsea get as well, because yeah. they're playing in Stamford Bridge next Sunday, aren't they? So that'll be interesting to see what crowd they get, what crowd West Ham get, and, and, and we've got to build on it. You've got, to, you've got to keep pushing it and building it and maybe offering incentives to fans at men's games to come, certainly families, with children because it's certainly a cheaper day out for someone with a well, family that's it. who I can't mean, afford men's football it's, it's yeah. the affordability is yeah it's a viable alternative for people with families definitely yeah but you don't want those showcase games to be the only ones that people bother attending so yeah. next week you need the team to put in a performance where the fans think I want to go back yeah. when's the next yeah. game and I, I want to buy a ticket what, for that that's what Nick was yeah. saying in the press that mm. we need to put the performance in we need to give these people that have paid money to come and watch this game a good performance that will make them want to come back and that's from, next yeah. time that's from both teams really yeah, you've got a great game you know yeah, obviously you want our girls to perform better and to, to show the, the fans that wouldn't normally come along to the game that these girls can play but if you've got both teams, that's that's fans from both points of view. Like you say, to grow the game from in the stands, that's important. Right. Okay. So if you just go round then, and everyone just give us your prediction for for Saturday's game. Blandy's got a redder in her in her hands, right? Dave, do you want to go? Uh, I'll go three one City. Three one. Three nil City. I'm going for three nil and an own goal. Oh. From then, Please. of course. Right. Oh, right, okay. It's not going to be an Abbey McManus one of Birmingham, is it? <laughs> oh! I, I, I wasn't mentioning no names. <laughs> Thank you, Jude. <laughs> I've already said 3 0 City. 3 1. 2 0 City. I said 3 1 as well. Oh, I'll be happy then, won't we? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would anyone settle for a draw? No. 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 no, it's a we need three points. You need to win yeah. the ground. We're we're in terms of the league, time. we need we need to win the game. Yeah, regardless of it being a derby, you, you want to win your first game of the season yeah. to, to set you on the, the setting for the rest of the year. Yeah. Setting game dreading away and that's not an easy time as we know in the past years. So And then, and we've got Champions League as well. Yeah. 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 All the way. All the way. All so the way to that. Champions League. Champions League. Yeah. Yes, so, so lots to look forward to. Definitely looking forward to getting the season another way. Yes. Thank you for joining me today, guys. It's been uh, nice to get back on it. <laughs>
start a women's team up. I wanted to give women an opportunity to play football for Manchester City. I wanted, I wanted the club to be pioneers. I didn't look at myself as anything special, but obviously now you look at, look back and I'm, I'm, um, I'm very, very proud, very proud. Obviously, chatting tonight, uh, uh, going back through the history, you know, how does it, uh, you look back on that now and feel immensely proud, you know, do you see the significance of obviously what you've done and how it's um, brought obviously the women's game into where it is today? I, I do now, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of what I did. I'm proud that, that I, at the time, obviously, women's football was laughed at and patronised and, uh, and I'm proud that I played a part in, in a small ball bit, a small part in, in sort of promoting women's sport and promoting, you know, equal rights. <laughs> like I say, people have said to me over the last couple of years when, when all this has sort of, you know, become bigger and bigger that, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you, you, you did so much for equal rights, for women's, you know, for women's sport, for women's rights. And I was like, well, I, 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 obviously, I didn't think of that now. Now you look at it, you think, well, yeah. Yeah, I kind of did, but but uh, you know it was never like it was never about that. It was about it was about football. I just wanted to. I, I loved football. I loved Man City, and I just wanted to to promote football really. But yeah, it's it's stunning. It's stunning. And obviously having a lot of ex players here as well, and the significance of the impact that they've had. You know, as you know, we've spoke a little bit about the derby this evening. And yeah. Obviously, with a new era, the significance of the derbies that we've had before is so important now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 a derby, and, and I hate United. I've always hated United. <laughs> you know, I'm a City fan, but I mean, don't forget, you know, I'm a City fan from birth. So first and foremost, before anything, before being a coach or a manager or whatever, I'm I'm a City fan, and and the derby means everything. Yeah. And on Saturday, I'll be in, I'll be in a terrible mess. As I am. <laughs> the, the downside of it is is I hate derbies at the best of time, and. Obviously, you know, there's only ever been two derbies a year with with the, with the men, and now I've got four, to, four or five yeah. or more to worry about yeah, now. So. Well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. Obviously, from a manager's point of view, and the significance of obviously the derby and the occasion and the fixture and the build-up to it, from a manager's point of view, when you've got your players in the dressing room, you know, when you you know you you're getting them players in a mindset you know how big this game is and you want to go out and get the result and get the win yeah obviously looking to the weekend how how is that important obviously with the occasion not only it being the derby but yeah you, yeah, being yeah you, you, you've got well. i mean it's going to be tough for coach to be honest because you've you've got to manage you've got to try and, as, as difficult as it might be you've got to try and you know keep keep the players focused and just that like, it's just a game it's just a game it's just another game it's not. It's going to be massive for them because not only have they got the first derby, the significance of that. It's going to be in the Etihad. It's going to be in front of the biggest crowd by a long, long way. Twenty odd thousand, if not more, hopefully more. Um, for, so for him, it's going to be a huge, a huge job in his hands to keep everybody focused. At the end of the day, players. Yeah, at this moment in time, they'll be nervous. They'll be buzzing. But once you cross, once you cross the line, it becomes your. They're, I mean, they're professionals, of course. You know, it's their job, and 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 they will focus. Um, but it is it is tough. It is tough. I remember um, one of the earlier games when we played. You know, the girls have played at Main Road, or the girls played at like Platt Lane, and and all of a sudden, you, you know, you do start thinking, "By me, we're playing, we're playing at a prof you know on a professional pitch. Here. We're playing, and and you do have to, as a manager, you have to sort of manage that expectation and say, 
try and forget your surroundings, try and forget the crowd, try and forget. It's, I mean, you know. like, I think Nick Cushion was speaking in the week to the media and he was saying about, you know, we've had like cup finals, you know, but yeah. this is totally different and we want to go out there, we want to put in a good performance and not let, and get the result, but put a performance in that makes absolutely you because know, the attend, people want to yeah, come back. Because, because you know, what, what a lot of people don't realise with women's football is. They will be very aware, Kush, and the players will be very aware about, you know, the fact that, that you're promoting the not just Man City, not just just going for three points. You're promoting the whole game, and if 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 it's a great game, and if we play well, and if we score goals, and you know, all that promotes the whole game, not just not just the club. So it, it takes on extra significance because of that, because obviously, you know, if it's a great game and if it's high scoring and if we play well. People are going to come back, and you know your crowds of a thousand are going to turn to two thousand, three thousand, four thousand. So it's it's huge in that respect. It does need you know it does need to be a performance as well. You know. Are you happy with it? Obviously, going from the uh, the academy stadium being moved to the SCI, yeah. Do you think it's a good move? Yeah, because well, proof's in the pudding. There's twenty thousand people coming. You know, uh, yes, would it be nice to play at the stadium? The, the mini mini Etihad. Yeah, and it'd have been a full house and all that lot. But you don't want to. You don't want to. These seven thousand or whatever in in that stadium. It would have sold out really. Yeah, it'd have sold out really quickly, and you're locking out. You're locking out. You know, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand people that want to come. Many of which will be never have come to a game before in their lives. That'll be the first experience. Many of which will be kids who'll get to see their first ever game. You know, why would you? Why would you not want that to happen? So it, it was. I think it's a great decision. Personally. And after obviously the World Cup as well, it is inspiring, like you said, for children to come along and see their heroine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of obviously that summer as well. So it's a great opportunity to see them. But from a family's point of view as well, you know, for the mums and dads as well, you've got the affordability. Yeah, there as and well. affordability and the fact that it's safe and you know people. Have, I, I mean, as a great example, uh, I coach, I coach an after-school club at my daughter's school who's seven. We've had to actually, we, we've had that many girls that we've actually had to have a girls only session now. We get 26 girls every week. Now all those girls off the back of coming to play football and have a training session every week, all them went and watched the World Cup. Off the back of all watching the World Cup and becoming really enthused by that, they're all coming to the game on That's Saturday. That's the difference, isn't it? And it's huge, that. That's huge. So now all of a sudden I've got all these girls that are desperate to go to, to, to a live match and the parents are going. And the parents, some of the parents have never been to a live match before and they're going to go. Now what we're looking for now is them to then carry on going and keep going and playing, you know, keep wanting to watch, you know, yeah. and Which become regular. Which goes back to the point that I think Nick made in a week about them putting on, putting on a good show. And putting a good on a good show, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really important. But, you know, the atmosphere is going to be important and, the, you know, everything, it's just going to be, it's an immense, huge, huge event, to be honest with you. And again, I, probably in years to come, when we talk about this in 20 years, we'll go, wow, that was, game, that was, that was, that was huge. That I was, know. you know, we, we won't understand until later on, I don't think. Do you think it'll be, it will be a game changer? Yes. In terms of the, the season yeah. moving forward? Yeah, and, and in terms, of, and in terms of, of women's football moving forward, yeah. A, a massive game changer. And again, I'm so proud that it's us again. Because we've always been there. We've always been at the forefront of it. And I'm so chuffed that we're doing it again. You know, and I, I just think, you know, all this is just making the, the women's game, you know, like I say, I, I've always been aware of, of, you know, as you saw tonight, the importance of promoting the women's game, you know what I mean? It wasn't about City, it was about the whole women's game. And, and these, you know, the daft 
you know, whack-a-day and all that, you know, all that nonsense. You know, all that, you know, played a part back then. And this game is going to play a part. And again, I think I say, we'll look back in years to come and go, that, that was a turning point. I genuinely think that. So in terms of predictions then? Oh <laughs> God, predictions of a derby. <laughs> I, I ju I'm just hoping that we'll just have too much, too much know-how, too much, you know, experience. Um, yeah, they, you know, they're, they've got, they're not hiding to nothing, to be fair. So they're, they're going to be dangerous because, I mean, nobody really, I wouldn't have thought really anybody would expect them to win. So they're not on a bit of a hiding to nothing. So they will just, they will come. I, I think we'll beat them 3-1. I think we'll, I think we'll. A lot of people say three-one. Yeah, I think we'll beat three-one, and, that, and that'd be brilliant yeah. because that'll be goals, and 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 that'd be brilliant. And just to, if even if it was just any other game, how important is it for Man City to get a good start in this yeah, game? Well, any football club, any football club at any level, from grassroots all the way, any football club wants to win the first game. You know, you've got to get off to a good start. You want to get three points in the bag, especially as it's been. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great start with having like internationals before. Um, you know, you know, the sort of preparations have been affected by the internationals. So yes, you, you, you know, as a manager, I'd be, you know, you do try and distance yourself from the importance of something. Go like, I want three points, so I get off to a good start. So yeah, it's it's a crucial game. It's a crucial game. Well, thanks for your time. It was Thank nice you. To speak to you yep. as always. Yeah, and we'll see you Saturday. Right, definitely. <laughs> Cheers. And that's it for this week's episode. It's great to be back. We really hope you enjoyed our season review with the OSC. Thank you to them for coming along and joining me. Let us know what you thought and you can share your predictions with us on the upcoming season via our Twitter and Instagram at MCWFanCast. If you're going to the game on Saturday, we'll see you there and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.